You're listening to Real Estate Investing Talks, a Simply Do It podcast. Your journey to success in real estate investment starts right here, right now. Here's Danny Bate Orr. Okay. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Danny here from California. Good to see you guys. I see uh, uh, some that are joining us on a weekly basis, some that are every other week or so. Uh, thank you for taking the time. This actually is a time for you guys so we can interact, discuss, talk about real estate investments, um, uh, rental properties, US-based. We do this session every week so we can, uh, in, you know, engage, interact, and so on uh, about real estate investing. That's the whole purpose. Hello, Sharon. Hello, uh, the whole purpose of this session. So this session is for you guys. Feel free to ask questions during the live. Feel free to ask questions or send us a feedback, comment, etc. on the recording. Um, we are streaming this in three methods. Actually, one of them is giving us uh, some hiccup on YouTube, which we have tons of videos on YouTube, by the way, on Facebook and our podcast. YouTube is giving us hard time at the moment, so hopefully it can be worked out uh, quickly uh, while we're speaking. Before I get started, I just want to say, you know, YouTube is up finally. Go live, well, bear with me. Those, those hiccups are typical. And now it's going to take a photo. Okay, that happens. My apologies. And while we're uh, th- saying this, I just want to mention that on Wednesday, February 20th, we are holding a live event, live as in the room, physically, um, uh, in the room event to, to uh, you know, about real estate investing. And uh, you are most welcome to join us. I'll put the link here. And this is uh, uh, something we do, you know, in the room, evening, midweek, you know, for an hour or two. It's actually a, a two-part session. Um, <coughs> Wednesday, 10:20 in Irvine, California. And we start at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. It's free if you pre-register. There is a door fee if you register same day. Uh, we do a 6.15 to 7 o'clock, a power session. A power session is when we come in and, you know, just open session to ask questions and have a discussion and let the room, uh, you know, uh, the room uh, uh, interact, uh, you know, with each other so we can actually communicate and collaborate and cross-pollinate with ideas and thoughts and answers so people can engage um, and then at seven, we start with the, with the class about real estate investing. All the details are on the link. Feel free to join us. Uh, we are not planning on streaming this, although we may, but always, you know, the streaming has always been of a challenge to do it on a, on a lengthy event. Um, so that's where we are with the event. Just wanted to share that with you. Hope to see you there. Now, uh, today, uh, by the way, I have a topic that I bring every week, but you are most welcome to ask for your own topic or ask questions that are not directly related to today's topic. Um, When I looked at the uh, title for today, which is how to avoid buying in bad areas, 
I found it a little bit messy and not something that is very clear. And I want to talk about, I want to kind of rephrase it, you know, thinking about today, I want to rephrase it and, and, and call it, um, you know, how to buy boring real estate. And let me, let me define a couple of things. For me, I just want to say this is a matter of taste, a matter of comfort zone, matter of experience. But for me, buying the most boring piece of real estate is probably the best thing I can do for myself and the investors I work with. Boring for me means sexy. The more boring the investment is, the more sexy I find it. And let me elaborate on that. Most of the investors I work with, including myself, and a lot of the, a lot of us all together are busy individuals between work, between investments, between, uh, uh, um, between investments, between different things, life, kids, family, whatever, traveling. We're all busy, right? At least most of us are. And when we invest, we are, you know, in my mind, I want to buy, I want to make investments that are not gonna disrupt my life, not going to interfere with my lifestyle. I want to invest in things that are going to be, you know, kind of as much as possible as in the background. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. Um, now, the more boring the investment is, the, the, the higher the chances and likelihood of this investment to really minimally disrupt or interrupt my lifestyle. Now, how does this look like, right? It's going to be, you know, it's going to be, uh, uh, it's going to vary a little bit, but I, I'll say this. If you have an appetite or time-wise or, um, or uh, um, um, tenacity, patience to deal with the noise that comes from your real estate investment, by all means, go and do the not boring investment. Now, when I say noise coming from your investment, I look at it usually like this. When you own real estate, and I say what I mean, you own a piece of real estate, not that you are you know, investing passively in some syndication or some REIT or some you know, passive investment like stock. When you actually own a rental property, whatever that property is, you're gonna have, whether you use a property manager or not, you're gonna have vacancy, you're gonna have repairs, you're gonna have miscommunications, you may have evictions, you know, uh, uh, selling, buying, all of those things and others, right? This is the noise that come from owning real estate, right? The more properties you have, the higher, the more noise you would have. The more, prop you know, the, the less boring the property is, the more noise it will, it, will, it will generate. Now, what do I mean by that? Let me give you an example. First of all, let me tell you what I love. I love buying real estate in areas that are good parts of a, of a big metro, the suburbs, the upper middle class, middle middle class, lower middle class type of neighborhood, relatively newer homes. When I say relatively, I mean usually 1980, 1990, 2000 and after. So I'm not attracted to the older homes. In areas that the tenants, you know, have jobs and kids and, and pets in the house, that for me, you know, uh, uh, generally you know, creates a stability. That also means that most likely we're going to have minimal issues with the tenants, right? Those tenants want to pay, have jobs. They're not necessarily living paycheck to paycheck. And the chances of us having the typical issues with tenants, such as not paying and evictions, are going to be much lower, okay? Um, so that, you know, and then those areas, you know, they have good schools. Doesn't necessarily have to be best schools, but just good schools, not bad schools. Those are areas that are also attractive. Attractive meaning 
other potential tenants in the future would want to come and move there. And we want to, when we want to sell the house, potential buyers are also coming in. Of course, there's more to it. In, in my recipe of where to invest, there's more factors or elements that, that I factor, you know, that I included, but I'm trying to kind of trim it and minimize it for now, for our sake of our conversation. For me, that single family home in a nice suburb, mid-class, you know, area, good school, just screams boring, which means very sexy in my mind, because that means that when I have my lifestyle where, you know, wherever I live, locally or in a different state or in a different country, that property generates minimal noise, not noise free. This is not buy and forget, but minimal, right? The chances of us having a lot of issues, you know, drops down. So for me, boring is very, very sexy and I love it because that means I can have multiple properties, right? Without dramatically increasing the noise that comes from that, you know, uh, um, uh, from each property. Now, the noise that I'm talking about many times refers to issues that I mentioned coming, you know, from ownership. And many times, even if we have a property manager that deals with it, although we don't have to do much regarding the noise, we still, the, the noise still comes to our mind, right? Because if the house is vacant and we need to make payments, we still have to make payment and it, you know, annoys us. If there's a repair, we have to make sure, you know, it was really done and the property manager is taking care of it. And, you know, maybe they do, and say, but we need to follow up and we have to make sure, right? We're dealing with people. That's the noise I'm talking about. Um, now, the lower the noise, the more boring the property is, probably the, you know, the better it will be for me, for my lifetime. I don't have the appetite to deal with those things and I don't have the, the you know, the, the, I have, don't have the, um, the desire to deal with those things even when I'm working with property managers. Now, let me give an example, the opposite one. I decided a few years ago to do an experiment and I decided, I felt that the, you know, the, the, the setting is perfect for me in terms of location and property management, you know, uh, um, abilities and everything to buy really two cheap properties, right? In Oklahoma City. Older, smaller, cheaper properties. And I bought two of them a few years back. And from the get-go, there was always issues. The number of issues and problems I had with those two properties, which are completely the abnormal to what I typically see or what I typically do, well, you know, I could tell immediately how much more noise they're creating. Much longer vacancies. Every time a tenant moves in and out or a tenant vacates, much longer vacancies. Um, tenants that are almost always, you know, there's always someone being late. Well, not always, but, you know, I think we had a tenant um, move in, paid his first month, you know, first month rent on time and the second month moving forward, it was late, right? Uh, probably two or maybe even three evictions. Older homes, every time I had to do a repair, it was double the cost because not, you know, it's no longer just replacing, for example, a water heater. It is now bringing the water heater setting up to code. We have to elevate, we have to put a strap, we have to do this, we have to do that, an exhaust and this. For a $600 repair, now it's $1,200. A roof, oh, a new roof, good. We have to bring it up to code. We have to do this. We have to do that. You know, a $3,000 roof because it's a smaller one becomes $5,000 roof because you need to do more stuff. Older homes, right? Not to mention older homes. Many times the insurance company wants to come in and say, Oh, your wiring is too old. I don't want to insure this house or your plumbing is too old. I don't want to do this. I don't want much more issues, many more issues than our simple, nice house. Um, you know, in, in the suburb. So for me, 
That was a lesson learned. I can tell you that although I made money with those transactions, I, I, I felt like this experiment, my R&D for real estate failed. And I went back, got rid of them because they created too much noise in my life, sold them both, you know, made a little bit of money, no complaints there, and move on with my life back to the, the bread and butter. So, um, by the way, I'm not saying this is a bad investment. And this is something you should be asking yourself. What is my appetite? What is my, um, you know, um, um, what am I willing to deal with, right? If you are a beginner investor who's buying remotely in a different you know, country or different state, you may want to stay away from the beautiful cash flow on paper properties that are many times, you know, uh, are not reflecting the, you know, that in real life because of the repairs, the vacancies, the, the issues, right? And you know what? Even if it, they do reflect, the, you know, those numbers in real life, which sure, sure does happen, right? It still may create more noise in your life and you're always annoyed or troubled by it or much more. I want boring. Boring is simple. It's quiet. It's not, you know, not affecting my lifestyle. It's not, you know, dealing, I don't have to deal with it left and right. For me, that speaks very, very loudly. And this is the type of investors we work with. They are also one of the boring investments because that means it's in the background. When you have a property in the background growing the equity and you don't have to deal with it, then this is obviously something that you can sustain for a long period of time and you can duplicate, do multiple of those uh, uh, those investments. So if you are an investor with experience or not, and you're coming into this and you're saying, okay, where should I buy next or what should I do next? And you're very much attracted to the cheap properties, you know, be aware they come with a, with a heftier price of your time. It's not necessarily bad investment. It's just you have to understand what it comes with, right? A lot of my investors or most of my investors, they still have noise in the, you know, in the system, but it's not disturb, disturbing or interfering with their lifestyle at all. And they live in, you know, different parts of the country. Um, if you are the person who's actually okay with that, for you, it's okay to deal with it. You may be doing it by yourself, not even with the property management. You may be okay with the noise and you're saying, I'm, I'm okay with, with accepting the noise and issues that are disturbing, disturbing and disrupting my life, but there is a benefit because of the cash or whatever. That's fine. Go ahead and do that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just want you to be aware of what we, what you're getting yourself into. Um, so in other words, Decide what is, you know, my suggestion to you is to decide what is the better way to go about investing for yourself. And, you know, and everybody will have to make their own answer when it comes to it. So with that said, I am done. Oh, I, you know, I've covered everything I wanted to say about buying boring investments, which I find very, very sexy. And I hope you find it beneficial, of course. Um, if you have any questions regarding the topic or questions that are not regarding the topic but are related to real estate investing and buying rental properties, by all means, uh, please put them, you know, right now or you can ask them, uh, you know, when you watch the recording or send it to us by email. I'm also working on a series of short uh, articles uh, in Hebrew, actually, to share in one of the big Facebook forums about real estate investing, something in the works. Hopefully you can benefit from them in the near future. It's probably going to be another month or so until they will be publicized. And lastly, I want to say, if you want to, uh, two more things. One, join us for our live in the room events when we can actually see each other and shake hands in real life. 
Uh, please register on our website. I put the link on the top uh, on Simply Do It. It's free if you pre-register. It's going to happen in Irvine, California, Southern California, on Wednesday, February 20th. We're going to have the main class starting at 7 p.m. And before that, we have a 45 minutes of what we call the power session. The power session, it's a, just a fancy name for an open discussion, an open Q&A for all of us to in the room to ask, to answer, to collaborate. Um, you know, I've learned that investors don't always have the room to go to and have a, you know, an, an opportunity to bring their own questions regarding real estate investing that are not necessarily related to the topic of the class the same night. So 6.15, um, the power session, 7 p.m. We start with the class. It will probably be about an hour now, probably about an hour and a half, and then some extensive Q&A as much as necessary. Um, if there are no more questions, I'll, uh, you know, we will wrap it up for today. I want to thank you for uh, participating, for joining. I see a lot of the familiar names. It's really good to see you. You know, Mickey and uh, Iris, good to see you. And Tovi and others and Or. I feel like I know uh, some of you I know, I know I know very well. Some of you I know uh, just by name, but I'm nonetheless happy to see you here. And remember, you can consume this session via YouTube, via Facebook, and on our podcast. Um, since there are no more questions, no more, no questions are coming in. I want to wrap it up and say, Thank you for the time. Thank you for joining and have a terrific weekend. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Congratulations. You're one step closer to success in real estate investment. You've been listening to Real Estate Investing Talks with Danny Bateor. To learn how Simply Do It can guide you through the real estate investment process and achieve nationwide success, visit us on the web at simplydoit.net. Thanks for listening.